Welcome to Art of the Float, where float centers thrive. This is our weekly podcast where we share our stories of starting and running a float center, provide insights and tips along the way. Well, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Art of the Float. Visit us on artofthefloat.com to find show notes, links, pictures from every episode, all that good stuff. Also, find, about, find out about future roundtables and other products that we're offering. I am one of your hosts, Dylan. I own the float shop in Portland, Oregon with my wife, Sandra. I'm joined tonight with Amy of Float Nashville, Lance of the Float Shack in Red Deer, Alberta, Canada. And I'm excited to bring on Drew Kane of New Hampshire Float. He is uh, opening a float center and he is midway through build out at the moment. So I'm excited to pick his brain and check in with him during his build out here. Before we move on, I do want to give a, uh, excuse me, a shout out to our Patreon supporter, Amber Hadley. Thank you so much for supporting us. Um, she joined at the $10 level, which allows her to get, uh, what is it, royalty-free photos uh, throughout the year and uh, stuff that you can use um, for your own marketing of your float centers. So thank you so much. It's patreon.com forward slash art of the float if you want to help support the show. And of course, we want to throw stuff your way as well at the different tiers. I also want to give a shout out to California Float Concepts. The Orion Float Tank from California Float Concepts is a bit of a transformer. Something that's been newly announced by Zach King, the owner of California Float Concepts, is that he also has an open model of the float tank. It's really cool. I think he has four different versions of it. So uh, we'll, we'll post some pictures on you know artofthefloat.com, of course, on the show notes page. But uh, yeah, this is um, a float tank that's within a, a reasonable price, but at the same time, it, it comes with all these different features that you can try in open style. And if that isn't working out for you, try a closed style, try different modifications so that it has no panels up or has uh, all the panels up, single panel, whatever feels best for you and your clients, you're able to modify this float tank. It's really cool. And so it's not like you have to make one purchase and you're locked in forever. So uh, again, we've, we've been having a really good time watching Zach with his development of his new float tank. Uh, really cool guy. CAFloatConcepts.com is where you want to go to check it out. And uh, yeah, let's get started with the show. Welcome, you guys. Welcome back, Lance. It's good to uh, good to see you again. How you yeah. doing? Good. I'm doing pretty good. I had a little bit of vacation, but then uh, nice. I was right back to actually moving into a place with my girlfriend. That took a lot of work nice. and uh, right back to actually like physical labor. So <laughs> it's been go, go, go for me. And uh, here I am. Well, if there's one thing I think our regulars, regular listeners know is that you needed a vacation. <laughs> yeah. So was it, was it worthwhile? Like, does it, did it recharge your batteries? Uh, yeah, we were only gone for like four days. So it was a quick little checkout, but we got some, or five days. We got some sun. We got to test out our van we bought a few months ago, oh, which was really right. fun. So, Congratulations. Uh, cool. Yeah, it's just, uh, it was good to, to check out a little bit. So Cool. I'll be uh, gearing up to uh, head back to the float shack for four or five days to uh, relieve Matt, and he's going to take a bit of a vacation. So. Oh, excellent. Great. <laughs> I'm switch that yeah. Up. Nice. yeah. Uh, how, how has he been doing? <laughs> uh, he's been keeping up quite well. Um, cool. I spoke with him a little bit today, uh, but I'll be sure to catch up with him more in just a couple of days when I head back to Red Deer. Got it. And and just like a really brief summary to, to our listeners who aren't fully caught up, Lance has uh, gone back to working as a mechanic over the summer to earn revenue to help support the shack. Uh, am I summarizing this correctly? No, Lance? it's more it's me. more personal stuff. The, the oh, thank I'm, you. I'm going back to work as a mechanic to um, supplement my personal bills that I've sort of um, collected a bit as uh, mm -hmm. I've taken the entrepreneurial route and just trying to stabilize that a bit, bringing in some outside income and then... Uh, yeah, I'll be heading back to the shack and, and doing that eventually. But for now, I'm uh, 
fill my pockets a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And Amy, how are you doing? Doing good. Doing good. Enjoying another week of, you know, like our guests and I am, I'm not quite a far, oh, yeah. as far along as him, but uh-huh. yeah, enjoying all the trials and tribulations and the uh, little joys that come with starting <laughs> a new float center, you know. It's nice uh, to have someone who can commiserate with me in my, <laughs> where I'm at in this moment tonight. So yeah. is it about commiseration? What's your stress level right now at a one to 10? Where are you yeah. at? <laughs> so the funny thing is what, what I've just, what I have noticed this time around is as these things, as these issues come up, like, okay, the loan didn't come through. What we wanted, we're not getting the construction, uh, feedback that we, mm. that we wanted in the time frame that we wanted, you know, normally the first time around, I would have been completely, utterly, and totally freaking out. And this time it's like, oh man, that just sucks. But I don't have the panic because it's like, well, this is what it is. I expected it was going to be like this. So, you know, it is what it is. What am I going to do? There's nothing I can do. And it's been <laughs> interesting and probably a bit of a relief to, to Mark, my business partner, that I'm not so, I'm not so crazy. Um, <laughs> I just have to believe it's going to work out and it's not as, it's still terrifying. Don't get me wrong, but the stress level isn't nearly what it was. Now, that said, Good. we're not in build-out yet, so there's still time. Right. <laughs> there's still, still time, time to freak out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. I'm saving I mean, up, maybe. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> but, but, yeah, I find it very interesting. I don't know if I have too much too much other stuff on my plate that it's just not, it's not my full focus, and maybe that's why I'm not panicking as much as normal, but, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, do you mean Cautious, because you're already running Float Nashville, or are there other yeah, things? Yeah, I float up? Nashville. I've got so many other things on my plate right now that it's not. You know, we aren't in build out. There's nothing I can do. You know, normally, in fact, Mark and I were talking, and I might have mentioned this last week that you know, as soon as we get keys to the place, which is August first, we need to go and do something there because it's going to feel really good to actually in our future space, do something. We're going to paint my office. It's not going to affect anything. It doesn't matter. Nobody gives a crap what color my office is. But it'll be like, okay, I've done something. I've done something to, you know, in our new space. Um, And I don't have any of that. It still doesn't feel real, quite frankly. Um, But we are getting ready to gear up for the announcements. We still haven't announced this to our current float guests. Oh, man, that's so cool. I know. Wow, so so interesting. <laughs> we're we're building up the marketing plan for it, and we are going to announce it by the end of July, so that we can take them along in the journey from when we when we receive the keys and forward. And and um, then I have to start really kind of wondering about you know how is my marketing going to going to go and and you know I'm I'm now starting up a whole new Facebook page, and so Drew, I'm I'm going to be getting some some uh, information from Drew today. I'm going to be making lots of notes. Uh, but you know, you got to start thinking, okay, how am I going to collect names and addresses? How am I going to roll this out? What are we, how are we going to build this up? What's too much? What's not enough? Um, so it'll start to feel a little bit more real here probably in the next week or so. Hopefully I still won't panic though. Yeah. (laughs) Fingers crossed for Mark's sake. So I, (laughs) I think we all, we all panic a little bit. I'd be shocked if there was no panic. Um, 
But but I like the idea yeah. of painting the walls. I like that. It reminds me of a fighter entering the ring. You'll see him run around the entire ring, just take take ownership of that space before the fight. Yeah. So uh, yeah. you're marking your territory. <laughs> marking your territory. In a very feminine, <laughs> lovely, you know, prettifying, prettifying way. So, it's yeah. probably better that way. Yeah. Probably better. <laughs> I'll probably run around the space a few times. <laughs> nice. Um, you know, touching all the walls. Sweet. But, Mark, uh, this know. is mine, not yours. Mine, this is mine. mine. Be sure to touch your tongue on the walls too. It's the <laughs> ultimate. Um, nice. okay. Uh, okay. I'll think about that one. I might might, <laughs> might let that one up to Mark. Mark, go over and look at that wall for me. Uh, <laughs> what else is going on with? Um, yes. Well, Nashville. speaking of panic, so here's the interesting thing. Speaking of panic, you know, here, summertime panic has set in. And I think it's not just me. I think it's other float centers are like, oh, man, it's slow. You know, what can we do? What are we going to do to get people in? And I, I catch myself even more so than this new float center. I'm getting kind of caught up in that. Like, oh, my goodness, I'm looking at the schedule the day, you know, the night before. I'm looking at the schedule for the next day. And I'm going, holy crap, Mark, have you seen the schedule? Have you seen there's like how few people there are? And um, then I get myself all worked up. And then by the next day, it's it's fine. Throughout the day, everything's full. And it's like we hit our we hit our mark again. It's perfectly fine. So finally, last week, I'm thinking, I'm thinking this July is probably, it's got to be the worst July ever. This is the worst <laughs> July ever. I don't see anybody. This is horrible. So I went ahead, you know, and did what I, what I should do. Um, I went and I looked at my books and I looked to see how many floats we did from the first to the, in my case, the 16th of July last year, as opposed to how many we did this year. How much money did we make th through those same days last year versus this year? How many gift cards did we sell? How many series uh, did we sell? How many mem how much membership dues do we bring out in? And every single number, we were up five to twelve percent this year. Congratulations! Here I am nice. sitting yep. here thinking, "Holy crap, right. we're gonna die! Everything's falling apart. Nobody's coming." Only to find out, my numbers show the complete exact opposite. <sighs> I, so <laughs> we've we've talked about this before, yeah. right? Like you can't just go like, how many yogis do you have who who go to the go to the float shop? Well, I'd say about two a week. Feels like two a week, and like it could be fifty, and it could be there's two a month, and it, you can't be your feeling. You have to you have right. you have to actually look at your metrics to know mm -hmm. what your numbers are. Like we are terrible at that. Yes. And, and I think we talked about you and Mark having different perceptions <laughs> yes. of what's going on. Uh, it, so. Yeah. And another thing, sorry, sorry to interrupt. I have a friend who owns a float center who had it hooked up to his watch. I think it was like an iWatch. So every time a transaction went through, he got a ping. And I don't know if he got to see how much it was, but I, I did my best to convince him to turn that effing thing off because that is a horrible way to live your life. If at best, look at the end of your end of the day, and I, and I think a healthy amount is looking at you know being being on top of your numbers enough to look at the end of the day to see what it was. But midday, you never know how much it's going to fill up, and you you just don't have a good ballpark of sometimes transactions. You know, people have been in, but they haven't paid yet, or what have you, or it's been hasn't been processed. I don't want to ramble too much, but uh, yes, yes, yes. It's a good point. Actually, I just had this conversation today with someone. Um, I used to have it where. Every time someone made an appointment, it came through my email. So I would know if it were if it was booking up for the day, if the next day was booking up, and I would and I would constantly watch. I finally turned that off probably, I don't know, beginning of the year. And I only allow myself <laughs> to check twice a day. <laughs> twice. Nice. 
And do the you days, actually hold yourself to that? I do. And in cool. the day, there are some days, it doesn't happen often, but there are some days where I'll go, I'll realize I've gone an entire day or the day, like I forgot to check the day before. What was our final total? What do we sell? Blah, blah, blah. Um, and it feels really freeing. It feels good. And I'm learning, you know, when that panic sets in, stop right there. Before <laughs> you know, don't panic before you check your numbers. It's a wormhole. It's a wormhole. Panicking is a wormhole. It is. It's vicious and it never like takes care of you. And then (laughs) you you make, you make bad decisions Mm. when you're in that middle of that panic and that fear, you make Mm -hmm. really bad marketing decisions. You make bad business decisions, (laughs) all kinds of bad things happen. And you make snarky posts on Facebook, I make snarky, yeah, (laughs) unintentionally, unintentionally snarky posts on Facebook. (laughs) Um, So yeah, it's like, okay, I got to go put myself in my mindfulness corner and um, turn off my phone for a bit. Right. Uh, right. When that thing, uh, that kind of stuff happens. So, um, and, and, you know, snap at your business partner. I have done all that today. So uh, it's like slow down, stay calm, stop panicking, stay in the present. Everything will be, all the things that we tell our clients, every single thing we tell our client, I'm, you right. know, like a bull in a China shop lately. <laughs> It's tough. It's it's so funny of what we offer in our industry. Yes, how how difficult it can be to actually maintain what kind of what we sell and what we're supposed to be representing. Yeah, it's interesting. Fear, fear is fear is definitely not our friend. Fear's um, the mind killer. Mm-hmm. It is. It Thanks, is. Frank Herbert. Yeah, um, <laughs> and, for sure. <laughs> anything yeah. uh, anything else going on this week? I, I'm sure yeah. there's a billion things going there's on this week. Billion things, but I do want to share one little thing, and I, I'll go into. I might go into this a little bit more on, on Art of the Float Facebook page later this week, but mm. if anybody else is interested. Um, so one of the things that my employees requested before we move to the next location is that we move as much as we can, uh, much of our paperwork as we can to electronic forms. And I'm on Booker, and currently, as far as I know, the only I think uh, MindBody is hooked with Waiver King, so you can actually have clients fill out form on Waiver King, and it automatically populates the MindBody uh, app, or the MindBody uh, program. Right. right. Um, as you, as many of you know, I do collect a lot of information. I actually collect full addresses because we do send thank you cards, and I like to have that information to know where people are coming from. So, I have always been very hesitant to move to eForms because I'm always afraid, you know, people skip over it or it's like, oh, it's too much of a pain in the butt to, <laughs> to punch in the whole address. But when we packed up waivers from the last few months into two bankers boxes and once again took them to storage, I'm like, okay, we're done. So I started playing around with Jot, Jotform. I think it's mm-hmm. jotform.com. And I made up an intake form and I made every single of my employees fill it out. And here's the great thing. This is why they wanted to go to eForm so bad. They have to interpret people's handwriting. And let me tell you, they, they spend so much time doing that. I've been actually timing them. I'm, I'm very curious to see what, what happens and how much time we save from um, them trying to interpret someone's handwriting from a, a written waiver to simply copying and pasting the information from the job form. Uh, uh, PDF. So we are going to start moving to that this week and not only using it for e-forms, but also our membership sign-up forms and our float for health forms. And uh, I think it's going to work really, really well. In fact, probably even better 
than I thought it would. I'm super happy with Jot Forms. So I would also agree. I have a feeling you're gonna like it a lot. <laughs> yeah. E-forms are definitely the way to go, <laughs> in my in yeah. my opinion. But I understand the transition. Sorry. The expense because we're doing because we're doing so much intake uh, because we they have to write their address. An iPad didn't seem enough. Like people using an iPad to type out an entire address. Sure. So my big thing, the thing that was blocking me from doing it, which really shouldn't have, considering how much I spend on copies and killing trees every month. Uh, was I knew I'd have to purchase a small, and I just purchased the small Chromebooks. They're actually quite inexpensive. I get refurbished mm -hmm. ones. Nice. And so I did purchase a second one this week, and that was what was holding me back until I realized that I've spent more on copies. I've spent the amount I've spent on copies since the beginning of the year. I could have bought two Chromebooks. Oh, funny. Nice. So, That's a, a great way to put it in perspective. Yeah. Yeah, I went and, ahead and just bit the bullet and, and order. Are those the ones that are, mm -hmm. um, I don't know, about six inches by maybe four and a half inches? So it's an actual uh, oh, I'm thinking tiny, of Amazon. yeah, these are tiny laptops. These are, they're 13, oh. they, they have oh. them as small as 11 inch, but I got the 13.3 because some of, I, I see people even struggle with a 13 inch keyboard. Okay. Uh, it's a 13 inch right. screen and the, I, I the corresponding keyboard. So uh, yeah, so I will have to let y'all know how that goes and I will, um, I don't know. I can talk if anybody's interested uh, over the, you know, let us know in the sh in the notes in the show notes or actually if you're on Facebook and you happen to listen to this, just let us know in the comments that you'd like to know a little bit more. If you're interested, I'll get on Art of the Float, do a Facebook Live on it. Let's see if anybody wants that information. So we'll see how it goes. Um, I'll, uh, it's inexpensive. We're I talking like $19.99 a month. And you get you can do up to a thousand you get a thousand uh answers or a thousand forms for that so yeah I'm, plus if if yeah, you are hurt. running your studio like a like a medical center you have to hold on to those forms like yeah. you have lmts and, and acupuncturists so we have to have it like locked in key and everything yep. and you have to hold it on for i'm pretty sure it's eternity something like that where, like, <laughs> it's a long it, time it, and yeah and you have to have multiple uh, copies sometimes a uh, different you know different forms so it's ele just electronic and like people who already know how to handle your information and, and, and it's locked away certified yeah. like I'm all about that now this is not HIPAA compliant so when okay. you're talking about those kinds of things you may need to if okay. you need HIPAA compliant uh, forms probably have to look elsewhere there's uh, specific programs for that but um, but just for general intake forms for waivers. And what I like about this is I can actually search for a person's name and if I need to create a PDF of that intake form. So it does populate an Excel sheet with the information so I can, so I can look through that information. But if I should ever need that one person's uh, Excel, or I'm sorry, one person's uh, waiver, I can actually download it as a PDF. It has the questions, their answers, just like you would a uh, written, mm -hmm. written waiver, I really, like that, just in case I should ever need it. I think Not that's perfect. <laughs> so, but it, yeah, it's a price I'm willing to pay for it, so it's good. Yeah, worth it's worth the stress level and the time. I think that's, I, I like it. Yeah. Uh, I wish I had 
more to share about my week. I mean, obviously, we've got the Heroic Summer Float Challenge going. It's yeah. been really fun. I think last I checked was yesterday. We had 31 signups, oh, I want to say. Oh, sweet. Uh, which is really cool, really fun. I'm surprised we do have some people who are racking up those floats. We have somebody who will definitely easily be making it to eight floats. I'm not sure where, where we're going to put the extra stars on our grid that we're tracking. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, you know, um, right before the show, I was on the Facebook, uh, the social network, and uh, somebody was commenting on some posts I'd made, I think, in Float Collective about uh, about the, the challenge and kind of the gamification of it. And I know we talked about it a little bit yesterday, but uh, it this is gamification. And, and I think there is some concern. Our staff definitely brought up the concern of having your name up there and it being a competitive thing between people about who's going to have the most stars. And I, I don't think that's a thing. I don't. I think it's fun to see that you're the leader or that you've got a bunch of stars up there. But I don't really feel like there's a sense of true competition uh and, and i think the people who float in the first place like it doesn't quite those those two don't kind of kind of go hand in hand but it's still fun and, and it's, it's exciting and who doesn't like putting a gold star up for for yeah. accomplishing something you know so awesome. that was just just on my mind and uh beyond that oh actually there is one other thing i would like to mention and it, and it hasn't been my well, actually, I haven't even been a big fan of the concept, so maybe that's why I haven't brought it up, but I haven't been the one behind this, which is that we have added a tip field uh, for our employees. And uh, personally, I don't see how that adds value to our customers, so um, I uh, was against it in the beginning and then kind of slowly relented as the value for our employees was made clear to me so that it's potential, it's possible for them to make more money and uh, without breaking our banks of paying them more money, if that makes any sense. And uh, so we're just testing that out. I can let you guys know how that goes after we've had a month or so of, of running that. I'm, I'm really curious what you and Lance think about this, what, what your thoughts are. I, I mean, if you were to talk to me about this six months ago or you know a year ago, I would have said, hell no, like there, there's no client benefit to this. But yeah, what's, what's your guys' take? So my, if I can ask, my first thought is when do people tip? Because like we, it's very rare that we even have anybody ask, should I tip? Mm -hmm. um, so how are they tipping individual employees like at the desk at checkout? Are they tipping well, in the rooms for those so cleaning it? You know, uh, we do have a little dish for people to put jewelry in. Sometimes people leave a little bit of cash there as an oh. uh, impromptu tip, tip jar. But uh, what, what we're referring to is on the credit card line, there is now a, ah. a place where you can add a tip. And okay. so uh, every time you, you can ask if they want to add a tip for their float, which makes me very, very uncomfortable. And, uh, you know, I, again, I love that it's – I should hear – I, I want to hear what you guys have to say. <laughs> what, are, what are your guys' thoughts? Uh, I – Personally, I don't think there's any issue or anything wrong with it. If okay. people want to give, that's great. Do you feel like it's intrusive to somebody's float experience right afterwards to be asked about that? I don't know. We, we've always went back and forth with uh, the tip option as well because it's one of those things where, I don't know, it feels like around here more and more businesses are, are adding the tip option. Even mm -hmm. ones you, you go to, sometimes you don't expect there to be a tip option. There, there is. And um, I've thought about doing sort of a jar that we keep at our desk where they could, you know, put a tip in there and that goes to creating a better lobby environment mm -hmm. or more things like that. Um, but I think there is, there's nothing wrong with it. We've had, we've had lots of people... 
um, just leave us a you know five dollar bill on a table or you know hand it to us directly and say no thank you so much you know you you took effort to give us a good walkthrough and you know you were so personal and you treated me friendly and no take you know take the ten dollars so mm-hmm. um, but having it on the the credit thing that's that that's where the real sort of uh, you know question comes up it's because it does put you in a position where you have to either say okay well I maybe don't want to tip but if I don't tip I'm I'm that person <laughs> right <laughs> or, yes. or, yeah pressuring or, somebody when yeah, they're just supposed to be relaxed yeah even when you don't have to tip you do somewhat me personally feel pressured to tip yes so, agreed uh, yeah <laughs> I don't know I, I don't even know what my opinion is on it it's I'm uh I'm on the line. I'm on the yeah. line about it. Hey, you and me both. <laughs> hey, Dylan. As yes. someone who you do have massage therapists there, mm-hmm. so I would I always just assumed there'd be a, a tip line anyway because that's how I tip my massage therapist. How how is that handled in the past, and and has that changed anything? Yeah, this might be service? a little bit difficult to explain on the show, but um, so we have a card processor, and then we have mind body. They're not they don't interconnect, and so. It, we ask, do you want to tip your LMT? And they say, yeah, I'd like to add $20 on. And then we just add that to what we put into the credit card processor. And then in MindBody, we do that $20 tip towards that employee. And then essentially, we've worked out a formula behind the scenes now with employees so that um, the LMTs still get their full tip amount. Gotcha. And then employees get, <coughs> excuse me, a separate tip amount. Is the that's, tip, the, that's the long and the short of it, or the real short short of it. Is the tip just divided between employees? Is it... That, that's more into the formula that okay. is, uh, you know, employees who were active during that time. And it, and it gotcha. is a pretty just even split of that. Yeah. Gotcha. So like the person cleaning the rooms is just as important as the person giving the intros in, in our opinion. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It'd be interesting to I have to put a little bit more thought into that. But I, I, I don't know. It's a service industry, you know, yeah, floating is a think, service. And it's like, well, about, that's. An LMT is there the whole time. You know, that's that's sixty or ninety minutes the entire time. Whereas we're giving an intro before and yeah. after, or you know, at least before and touching base afterwards. But it's also an incredibly important service as well. Uh, so, you know, I've taken tips in the past, but I always let them know. Now, if an employee, if they give it directly to an employee, I say, you know, keep it. But if it's it's given to us at the front desk or in general. Um, I've been putting it away in an envelope and it goes towards, you know, if we have a someone who can't afford a float or something, we, we supplement it. Um, so I've often thought about using tips in that way, but I, I don't know. We're going to have to think about, we're going to have to think about that. But right. I, if it's working for you, I think it's, Well, I don't yeah, know yet. I mean. I, I can't guarantee that it's working for us just yet. Have you had any feedback? Has anybody I, you know, I don't think, I, I think our employees are happy with it. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, that's a good place to start, but uh, I, I don't think I have any feedback beyond that. And, and again, it's, it's really new yet, so we don't have a, I wouldn't have a lot of feedback anyway. Yeah, I know. I what know. about for like members and stuff? Like, um, like the, the people that are coming yeah. frequently, like is, you know, if I'm floating four times a month and then right. I'm expected to tip just a few dollars, that brings, you know, that brings that's, everything up a bit. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And so like, the or they're that, comes to they're mind that is member we, that doesn't tip. We process it automatically <laughs> through MindBody. So I don't even think, like, 
that question comes up, but I would have to check in with our staff. Can you wait till next week? I'll give you an answer on that. And maybe we'll just bring Emily on or something and like give all the details because she's the one who really knows everything about it. Um, and, uh, and then she can give feedback and everything uh, because, yeah, I'm actually really lost on how it's all working and like the, the details of it. And it, it's kind of lame because like you're totally into things that are your passion. This isn't one that I've been super passionate about. So I haven't like got all the, all the data on it and everything, which you know, isn't necessarily the healthiest thing, but it is what it is. So yeah, I'll, I'll try to have more answers for you guys next week. And, and uh, <laughs> Emily, if you're listening, uh, she does our show notes, so I know that she's listening. Uh, <laughs> let's see if we can get you on next week. Uh, let's see here. I want to bring Drew on the show here. First, I want to give a shout out to the Float Conference, which is coming up so soon. It is ridiculous. I, I feel like the Float Conference just happened. Yeah, we've got another one coming up August 12th and 13th. Uh, we've got new speakers. Go to floatconference.com forward slash speakers to see all the amazing people that are going to be presenting throughout the weekend. And I say the weekend, but the float conference is nearly a week long at this point. Show up early, come to the different float centers throughout Portland. Everybody gives out discounts. Um, at least I know Enso Float, Float Shop, um, and uh, Float On are all giving out discounts. So uh, we'll actually put out the discount code on tonight's uh, show notes as well. So you can have half off floats. <clears throat> Excuse me. But uh, yeah, check us out. Judge us. Like what you take, what you like. Leave the rest just like your salad bar, and then uh, show up Friday for marketing um, forums throughout the day, and then, of course, speakers throughout the weekend, and then in the evening time, party with other floaters, and nobody knows how to party like floaters. I don't know. I just made that up. I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, <laughs> oh, also, are, are you into stand-up comedy? Is anybody, Lance? Are, oh, you're not going to be at this year's float conference. Darn it. Uh, people are going to be give, doing stand-up comedy, telling ridiculous float stories at this year's conference. If you think you're up for that, go ahead and uh, sign up for that again on floatconference.com. And uh, yeah, be part of the event and the festivities. So that's going to be good times. All right. Drew, Drew Kane, Drew Jitsu <laughs> via Facebook. How are you doing? I am doing excellent. Thank you for having me, Dylan. I appreciate it very much. Oh, wonderful. I really appreciate you being being here with us. So you're op opening New Hampshire Float Therapy. And uh, how close to opening would you say you are? I would say we should be opening sometime in September. So we're pretty close. All right. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and do the 30 to 50% additional time math on that. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm yeah. just teasing. But uh, <laughs> are, are things proceeding as, as planned? Uh, definitely not as planned, that's for sure. Um, so I do, yeah, always an asterisk. Um, I, right. Things that the dominoes are starting to fall, though. Cool. Definitely. We have people lined up. We have commitments. Um, we have one more inspection, and then it's the final inspection. Nice. So hopefully we're, we're looking real good to have that inspection sometime next week, and then it's doing the finishing work. So, um, yeah, I think the hard part, no, I shouldn't say that. That'll jinx myself. <laughs> there, right? I know, I know. I've been listening to this show too long to know. Um, there have been some struggles, but we're in a good spot right now. Things are moving. We have people working, and we're looking good. I'm happy with where we're at now. If you're getting a final inspection in a week, you are moving along quite well. Yeah, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm quite impressed. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice work. Uh, can can we back up a little bit and um, talk about how you first floated? And I don't think there are a lot of float centers near you. I, I, you can correct me if I'm wrong on that, but uh, what inspired you to, to want to start a float center? What started your journey? Well, that goes back um, six or seven years now. There was one float tank 
in all of New England. So for those who don't know, um, New England is Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont, Connecticut, Rhode Island, and Massachusetts. And uh, one lady had one in her basement out in Western <laughs> Mass, deep in the woods. Um, nice. That's how it's got you to know, be. I, Yep, I affectionately call, called her a hippie lady, and um, that was the only tank. There wasn't one around, and um, it was a great experience. I heard about it from uh, Joe Rogan, um, you know, when he had given away a tank at one point. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. That's kind of what, you know, what's that? What are you talking about? Um, so um, that was the... the spark that interest and when I finally went and did it I'm a weirdo I'm a self-proclaimed weirdo so I have always been into alternative hmm. means I don't like taking Advil um, you know maybe someday I'll get into it with you but I have a I, an addictive personality if you'll say I, I like what I like and um, <laughs> so I know I know what's good for me and what's not so I try not to put anything um, not natural into my body and that was just something that I said, it sounds weird, I'm weird, let's give it a shot. <laughs> nice. And it was amazing, it blew my mind, couldn't believe it, couldn't believe there was only one of these tanks around. Um, mm. Told everyone that I knew about it, no one knew what I was talking about. There's right. just, you know, another weird Drew thing. So yeah, weirdo, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um, that was it. Made a few journeys out there and then, um, Let's see, Float Boston opened up in Somerville. Shout out to Float Boston. And that was the first real float center around here, if you will. Um, You know, just straight floats. Commercial center. Mm -hmm. Yep. And now there's one in Portland, Maine. And in New Hampshire, there are uh, three known tanks at like a wellness center where it's kind of a side business to them. Not necessarily their like full focus. Uh Uh-huh. Um, so over the years it's become a little more accessible but still an hour drive you know from a lot of people um, myself included so little by little I I was paying attention to the float world and I saw the float tent being developed yes and then that was a, I had this, that was instantly my idea. Put it in the basement, can charge my friends, they'll <laughs> help pay it off. Um, but my wonderful wife would not allow that. And <laughs> totally. so, um, you know, alone. years go by and I kept wanting to do that. You're crazy. We can't do that. And we just, you know, got into a spot where maybe it was, let's research this a little more. Maybe we could do this outside of the house Mm -hmm. um so talking with a friend of mine i I trained jujitsu and mma and a good buddy of mine there happened to own a commercial property and we were just spitballing say hey what about putting a float center in there so we kind of looked into it it didn't end up working out but as i did that i had started a new job as a juvenile probation and parole officer which is my current job that's Mm -hmm. my day job and you know, I was always talking about what I'm doing. I'm looking at this space, look, talking about floating. You know, oh, you're weird. What's this floating? <laughs> so basically the guy I spent the most time with said, you know, well, what are you going to do now that that fell, fell apart? I said, I don't know. I've, I've had people say that they're interested and they want to get involved and invest. I'm going to find someone else who wants to do it. So he said, I, I'll do it. 
And that was the start of, you know, everything, really. He was willing to get involved. He went and floated. He has a neck problem. He loved it. Um, oh, okay, nice. Yeah, so that's kind of, that's how we got to the point where we are today. We just happened to live near each other, so it worked out. It was convenient to hop in the car, look around for locations. <laughs> then, um, you know, we lucked out. We were, we were real close to signing a lease. That would have been a lot of money and a lot of work. I think more work than I knew then. Mm -hmm. you know knowing what I know now mm -hmm. um, but we kept looking kept looking we we didn't sign anything and happened upon a place that was perfect it was a former orthodontist office so there was um, slab concrete there were sinks and drains everywhere <laughs> and I just saw the float center everywhere but they were selling the location not renting it so we only had a certain amount of money and I said I think that's the move. You know, we have jobs. We have pretty, you know, pretty good jobs. If we buy the location, it'll just take longer to get there, but we could do it. So, okay, we'll we'll do that. And then as that plan was unfolding, we had someone who loved the idea and um, I don't think he wants it to be known, but essentially an, an angel investor if you will sure, sure. that helped us facilitate the ability to purchase that at a very low cost. <laughs> and so we're sitting pretty right now. We have, we, there's really no rush. We're not, it's not a lot of money. We're able to, um, we're able to afford it with our day jobs. Wow. And mm. so, you know, I'm, I'm excited. I want to get this done, but we're right. able to do it right. Um, and that's what we've been working on this summer and seeing that things do slow down this summer, even here locally, you know, we have about 10 good weeks a year and people don't want to be inside, especially if it's a nice day out. They're at the lake, they're camping, hiking, taking yep. their vacations. So we're taking this time to do the mm. demo, the build out, and you know, shoot for a fall opening, which Excellent. we're on target with. I say September, I'm excited. I want that September, but as long as we're in the fall, I yeah. think we're looking good. Can I just say you're yeah. living the dream and yes. I love how excited <laughs> You got when you talked about how many drains and sinks <laughs> and slab. It's like, totally. That's like the best thing in the world. Um, and only in our industry will anyone understand and appreciate the joy in your. Well, I can see your face. The joy in your voice as you talk about that, because that's the first thing we looked for when we walked in a building as well. So, I'm excited for you. Well, yeah, I'm Amy, jealous, but excited. And and Lance, what about <laughs> owning the building, the property? Uh, like yeah. how jealous are you? That's the dream. Right? That's yeah. That's the second part of the dream right there. Yeah, that's a beautiful oh thing. Uh, yeah, best uh, best case scenario for sure. Congratulations. That is a best case scenario. That's, yeah, uh, own the property and there awesome. are drains in the floor. Come on. Yeah, I know. <laughs> right. Yeah, it really worked out. The the orthodontist had actually um, he didn't think he was going to sell it. Nobody wanted it because oh, it was wow. kind of an office park type of place, mm -hmm. and um, you know. He said people would go in, look at it, and it would have cost them a lot of money to demo just to make right. cubicles, let's say, right. or put up other offices because there were these holes in the ground all over the place. And <laughs> I just, we absolutely, I said, that's perfect. There were these drains all over, you know, when there's a um, dentist chair, there's a spit sink. So they, there were five chairs. Um, <sighs> actually, there were six. So there were six different drains. There was... A, a lobby already, a front desk, a back room, 
um, you know, it just, the pieces aligned right. We, you know, we definitely looked a lot, probably six months. Mm-hmm. And oh, wow. we're never really satisfied, even when we thought that was the right place. We kept looking and, you know, just had the imagination that that, that would be the spot. Did you have to, while talking to the realtor, be like, I guess we can cover these drains. I guess this will do it. Eventually, we could make this a great cubicle <laughs> farm. <laughs> I think I gave it away. No, I think I gave it away when I went in and I said, look, we can put one over here and over here, and this can be a room, and there's two drains in that room, and we can wall this off. This is perfect. You know, and it was already a big open room, so we're essentially putting up, um, you know, three walls. We're, we're doing more than that, but the inside, the main walls, there's only three that we have to really build from scratch. Um, the other walls are up, and we just have to add to them. So it oddly, like, prior to this, it, that was not my life. Prior to getting into jujitsu, that was not my life. It was uh, if what could go wrong, it would go wrong type of life <laughs> I was living, you know? So things started clicking, and awesome. um, yeah, it, it worked out. Definitely. Mm. Beautiful, beautiful. And are you are you taking care of soundproofing all that stuff? You were in our sound t- uh, soundproofing roundtable. Uh, were you uh, are you, are you making sure it's it's dialed in? What are your what are your thoughts so far while while going through that? Yes, absolutely. Um, first of all, I'd like to kind of give you guys props because the soundproofing um, Tobin, I think his name was the podcast you had. Oh yeah, with him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've listened to that probably twenty times. <laughs> you know, I just play it and listen. Good. And um, I did do the soundproofing roundtable. That was awesome. I definitely highly recommend that to anyone who's looking to get into a float center build out. Mm. It very important information. And I ran into what you guys have talked about: contractors who think they know oh. what they're talking about, or but they've never heard of floating, and right. but they're gonna tell me how it's, it's done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's a very difficult thing to deal with, yeah. um, mm-hmm. you know, trying to manage that. Hey, I know you're the expert here, but you're not the expert in this. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Right. So trying to manage that. And I look young, and maybe like I don't know what I'm talking about. So I, I have to come <laughs> with some solid information to these grizzled old, you know, blue collar <laughs> workers out here. That's really funny. Do you have any tips on on how to speak to contractors, or have you just pissed them all off? (laughs) (laughs) No, I I definitely didn't get some phone calls back, which was a problem where we didn't have anybody doing work when we wanted people to do work. Um, But I think that it's just being confident in what you're talking about, and Hmm. you know, trying to educate them on vibration, on um, hmm. you know, the, the green glue, the, um, silicone, you know, it mm-hmm. doesn't have to be green glue. Um, <laughs> you know, why they, originally they wanted us to stick with the drop ceilings and we had to kind of have a little discussion about that and, you know, just different ideas. But I, I definitely think that the information you guys have provided so far was very helpful on understanding kind of a box within a box Oh, cool. You know, air gaps and really trying to minimize sound from where it's coming from. Um, you know, and again, we're in a, I'm in New Hampshire. We're in an awesome location. It's very quiet. Nice. I have woods around me. I'm a parallel street to the main street. And 
uh, it's a little office park. They're, they're all closed on the weekends and nights. So <laughs> nice. there's not a ton of sound going on. Right, right. But at the same time, we're doing everything we can to... Got it, I, yeah. I'll tell you, part of the things that makes me stress is that we're building it and not really going to know what it, how it works or what it's like until we get a tank in there. And we can't get a tank in there until the room's done. Dude. So it's... <laughs> really going blind right? you know you put a lot of faith yeah. into what you're doing and hopefully you did enough isn't that insane i i think you just you nailed it you just knocked it out of the park like we have all been through that and it's just a special hell <laughs> it's wild like, just throwing money and attention at something and, and just really not knowing until the last piece is put into place you have no idea and, and then really not really until you actually jump into the float tank and experience it so um and yeah, you haven't put up sheetrock and all, and all that stuff yet, right? No, not yet. That because will hopefully the, the be done next work. week. Yeah. Are you going to be putting behind your outlets, all of that stuff? Looking yes. out for that flanking? <laughs> yep. yep. And I took out all those. Um, I'm not doing any of the um, um, recessed lighting. You know, it'll trying to get rid of all that. Just yeah. have a spot Beautiful. for the electrical wires to come through and nice. a little bit easier to putty. Yep. Getting rid of as much as possible. I'm so happy to hear that. Like, yeah. there's no over soundproofing. You can go over budget, but there's no too soundproofed. But you can definitely have under soundproofed. So, I'm really happy about that. And I'm happy Amy enlightened us about the canned lights. Uh, <sighs> like, just what an epic weakness that is. I mean, yeah. we, we talk about flanking yeah. as a term of sound getting through a wall through basically any type of hole or thin wall. And uh, yeah, those canned lights are about as bad as it gets. Yep, 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 uh, testify. So thanks, Amy, <laughs> for installing so, Hey, if I and, save somebody a few thousand yeah. dollars, <laughs> hey. And, and I'm not doing it in my second location either. Right. So I'm, I'm, I'm uh, also taking that note, Drew, and, <laughs> and uh, yeah, making sure I don't have that going on, but. Nice. And so construction's going on, and actually, mask real quick. So my understanding, and you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, but you're not a billionaire. Um, maybe a millionaire, but not a billionaire. So are you trying to cut corners <laughs> and do things like cutting the cement yourself and, and all that jazz, or are you paying other people to do everything? I'll tell you what. I did try to cut the cement <laughs> and had the wrong equipment. It was gas-powered. Oh. We thought the fire department was coming in one night, smoke <laughs> everywhere. It wasn't, then it turned out to be dust and it was a mess right. and it wasn't cutting as deep as we needed. Oh, wow. So I've tried to do a lot, um, but <laughs> we did end up having to hire people. So, yes, but, you know, I'm definitely handy. Yeah, uh -huh. but there are limitations and you have to be honest with yourself. Like, what, <laughs> what can you do and what can't you do? Great. So, definitely hiring people that we, that we need to. Got it. Got it. Great. Hopefully you're making notes so you don't do that the, the second time at your second location too. Because I know that right. Mark, the first time we, we saved money, saved money in quotes, on painting our walls. And this time Mark's like, we put that in the budget. It's going in the budget. Don't even think about it. I'm not painting anything. So note to self. Also, don't, don't uh, do my own concrete. Right. Well, <laughs> that's the hard part. What's the value of paying somebody versus the time you spend it's to great. do it and yeah. do it wrong? Totally worth it. You know? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Totally worth it. I'm with you. Yeah, especially when things need to be up to code and you don't know one of the codes and an inspector comes in and if they're not going to approve it, that knocks your whole timeline back. Like, no, no bueno. Uh, so, okay, all the construction is going on. You're 
you've got sweat equity going into this and you're doing the build out. In the meantime, you know, something that we've talked about, I think a fair amount is how important marketing is, not only during the the time that your business is open, but in the lead up to it, collecting emails, all that good stuff. What are your thoughts on that and where are you at with that? Do you My feel confident? Are, yeah, no, not at all. It's very <laughs> difficult. Very difficult. Okay. Um, I'm, it's, I'm swimming in the deep end on that, trying mm. to keep up, um, mm. you know, doing a lot of Facebook stuff, trying to do the, I'm not as good as Amy at the Facebook live videos, <laughs> but trying to put out some videos, um, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of word of mouth. We have some ideas that we're already starting to put in place yeah. for um, sponsoring gyms. Nice. For um, um, my partner's wife is the first female infantry officer in the Army National Guard. So we Badass. are nice. right. Kind of crazy that that's still that she's the first in 2017. Oh, right. But right. Um, you know she's she's rubbing elbows with big wigs, and Badass. you know we have a we're developing a program for veterans and um, you know there's a we're in the court system there is a veterans court kind of like a drug court because a lot of veterans are coming back with PTSD and our judge was asking about you know how this helps veterans and so we were linked up with a couple of organizations that work in the area with them that we're hoping to do something with can you clarify that for me a bit I, I don't understand the judge concept I think Something didn't click for me there. Okay, so, um, yeah, so there's just similar to drug court. Most people know drug court where if you, um, you know, you're not a nonviolent offender who you just do drugs and that's it. You get caught with drugs, you do uh -huh. drugs, you pass out. You're not the uh -huh. person they want to lock up. They want to help you. So similar to that, someone, a lot of veterans are coming back with PTSD God. and, okay. you know, drinking, doing drugs, and they're not really violent offenders they're people who need help. Yes. So they get, instead of sending them to jail, they get enrolled into a year-long program that they're monitored, they have to go to services, you know, counseling, stuff like that. Um, but they're tracked for a whole year instead of just, you know, go do 30 days and you're done. Huh. So um, it's really more geared towards help. And it's what they're doing really doesn't work. You know, mm -hmm. it's not that it does, I don't know that it doesn't work, but it's not helping enough. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, they've actually got Sorry. No, they're interested in other modalities that might be able to help people with PTSD. Got it. Yeah. And you have actually spoken with this judge? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. He was very interested in it. So I'm kind of putting together something for him to take a look at. Very smart guy, you know, interested in other. He's definitely interested in kind of thinking out of the box and how can he nice. help. That's so, great. you know, trying to trying to get that involved. Um, and we work with kids. We work with the different placement programs where kids go and they actually have to live if they're not able to live at home. So we work with these um, high-stressed kids. So we're hoping to work mm -hmm. out some programs where we can get kind of older teenagers involved in floating. Um, you know, really, I think it's great for people who are constantly redlining and we deal with a lot of people in this world that their, if their RPMs are supposed to idle at 1,000 or 2,000, they're always at 8,000 even when they're relaxed. So they never really know what it's like to not be firing on all cylinders. So we're trying to find ways to get into that. Um, and then 
I'm, you know, I'm part of the, again, the jujitsu and mixed martial arts community out here. So we have a lot of connections through that. It's a fairly small world that a lot of people, you know, we all know each other. So it's very supportive. I'm already getting tons of love through that venue. Um, and then also we know, you know, with, with being, we're kind of going at a demo of active lifestyle people. So we're, we've got friends with, who are coaches, athletic nice. directors. So we're going to try to get involved with the um, high school football teams, nice. the colleges that are around here. Um, you know, we're still kind of developing that stuff, but we've already been talking to people. They're interested. So it's like, how can we work this out? And, you know, they want to see a, a float center also. So <laughs> got to awesome. build it and hopefully they will come. But they're definitely interested yeah. in it. And we're already having those conversations and reaching out to people. That's so exciting. Uh, we're definitely going to want to get some updates from you <laughs> a little, yeah. little later down the line. Particularly, I mean, obviously, the float community is so interested in uh, helping PTSD sufferers. So that's mm -hmm. going to be a really big one. If, if we can see any results through that, that's going to be amazing. Amy, you are our marketing guru. How's, how's <laughs> Drew doing? <laughs> oh, you know, I, I think, I actually, I was checking out, not, not just because of tonight, I was checking out your, uh, your Facebook page, and I see you are, you're doing quite a bit already. You're getting out there, you're, you're posting on a regular basis, you're talking to your peeps, and um, I think that's, I think it's fantastic. In fact, I'm going to take a few notes from you. You know, I'm getting ready to, to launch my own marketing here for a new place. And, and it is tough. I'm starting a whole new Facebook uh, mm. page and, you know, building those likes again. I, f I feel like I'm starting over. So what I want to do is ask you, what's your, you know, what are you finding is working for you as you're starting out? What are people responding to? Are they getting excited about mm. build out? Are they responding when you talk to them about, what floating is? What kind of questions are you getting? What's been the response from your community? Good question. Oh, yeah, it's that's a great question. A lot of excitement. There's definitely a lot of people who have heard of floating but don't know that much. Mm -hmm. um, so, on our website, we are taking email addresses, and every day I'm getting a couple. You know, at least one or two, and that. little comments. People kind of opening up, saying what they're <laughs> suffering from, and that. Can this help? I've heard this helped. I can't wait. I'm excited to try it. Um, so that's, and that's coming from Facebook, doing some Facebook mm -hmm. ads. And when I do kind of have something that I ask my friends to share that I'm already friends with, uh -huh. they're so supportive. I, could, I can't thank them enough. And those are my teammates. Those are people that I train with. And they're always right there, you know, to share what they can do, what I'm doing with cool. other people mm -hmm. that I'm not friends with that love they're friends that. with, you know? I love that. Um, yeah, that's, it's big. And it's, it's, I've asked them, I, you know, I train with them. I say, hey, if you guys can share that, that helps. I tell them it drives Facebook, their algorithms. Yeah. The more interaction there is, the more it'll get out there. Um, so I definitely do that. I, I do want to do more, um, you know, videos. And I guess a lot of something that I've heard that I think is a good idea is to have subtitles and words on the stuff that you mm -hmm. do because people are constantly just scrolling. Mm -hmm. So they don't necessarily Smart. hear what's going on, but they'll see. And if you can catch them with some words, even, you know, how often are you on the phone out in public and you don't have the volume on and you're standing Absolutely. in line or something. Mm -hmm. So I definitely want to do a lot more of that. Um, and I have a really cute dog. So a lot <laughs> animals seem to get clicks. So, so if true. I can catch the attention, you know, bring them <laughs> in like, hey, what's that cute animal? And 
you know, talk about, <laughs> get them involved in floating that way. So, um, but yeah, it's a lot of what is floating? What, what is it? How can it help? I'm getting a lot of those questions. All right. So a few things I wanted to, to comment on. First of all, a float animal. I need, I've been seeing, I'm so jealous of people with their float dogs and I've been seeing even a few float cats and nobody will let me get a float cat. We're under Department of Health. Nobody will let me have a float cat. I'm so yeah, bummed sure. about that. Not so, even in the new center? Not even, no, no, nobody's letting me have a float cat anywhere. Um, I'm so know, allergic to cats. If I walked into a float center and there was a cat, I'd be <laughs> They have hypoallergenic I cats. totally get, get that. A, but it's breaking my cat. heart. Still breaks my heart. Um, so, so yay for float dogs, because I know I click when I see an animal at a float center, I'm like, oh my God, that's the cutest thing ever. And I will, I will like look through the pictures and look for all the float dogs. Um, but also, uh, one of the things that I, I know is my big concern is getting those email addresses so I can get in front of their face again, because I remember when I started, I was so excited. Do you know my open rates in the very beginning of float Nashville for the first, I don't know, six months were like 75%. Um, and I'm like, I'm like, I can't wait. I hope those numbers are still there. That to me is the most exciting part is people really in that beginning, they want to know they're not, there's not a whole lot of float centers going on. They want to hear what you have to say. Uh, so yeah, the more email addresses that you can collect. Yeah. Enjoy those open rates. Yeah. Well, I have to be honest. Beautiful. I don't really know what to do with them now that I'm collecting them. I have to go back to the marketing and learn about chip mail and put oh. together, a, you know, <laughs> trying to put together a newsletter or something. I don't, it's like one more thing to do in the amount of time I don't have as I'm doing everything else. You know? I know. I know. Um, I, I feel you on that one. I get it. I think we should have a whole, um, I think we should have a, a podcast on, on newsletters sometimes and yeah, that's talk about idea. some, yeah, some stuff because you're not the only one who feels overwhelmed with that for sure. Yeah. But, um, yes, absolutely. But when you have your opening, you can send out the grand opening invite. You can send out, uh, you know, pre-sales. Oh, baby. Pre-sales are yeah. so much. Pre-sales. So oh, much. Yeah. Get, get in now. You, you guys who are with us from the beginning here with these email blasts, get in now and check it out before we even open. Like, don't even offer a discount. Get them. I mean, you can if, if you want to, but that, that, that feel of being part of the community and especially these are the people who are watching your Facebook live videos and are endeared to your personality. Like, absolutely. They've been watching the build out and they actually get to get into that float tank they've been seeing. That That's that's pretty exciting. That, sorry, just a little couple little. Like, yeah, you do. You get that feeling of, oh, I remember when this room was just a bunch of uh, right? pipes and, and there's no walls. Uh, yeah, and I when can't we had that, seen you in person. Uh, oh, I know you do. You feel, and that's the interesting thing, and I love it because you do have such a great personality, and you you do come off, I think, endearingly on your videos. Um, yeah. One thing that we found, we did a lot of videos ahead of time. And I don't know about me, nobody remembers me, but everybody knows Mark and everybody <laughs> loves Mark and they don't care that they never met him. They walked in and they're like, I know you, you're from the, and made Mark, you know, made him kind of feel like a, like a rock star, but um, people do, they connect and they're so excited to see you when they walk in and there's your face and they, they feel like they know you and it's such a beautiful moment for everybody, for them and for you. So yeah. I, yeah, it's hard though. It's I, I definitely, what, Amongst my people, when I'm comfortable, I'm definitely a, I'm a jokester, I'm loud, I'm, I like to laugh, you know, I'm definitely not a serious person, um, but I'm also very private, and I've mm. been in corrections for 15 years and dealt with some of the worst people around Boston, and, 
you know, have had kind of led a little bit of a private online mm. lifestyle. And now I'm really struggling with putting myself out there. Mm. And I'm, I'm telling you, I've had, I had one day I took like 80 different videos because I wasn't happy with them. And I would like mess up and say, ah, that one's not good. Nah, that one's not good. And next thing you know, it's two hours later and I'm, I've been just re going nuts over this one video because uh. why? I think I because I care what other people think and I'm trying to get over that and just I'm better when I'm making like that's me to make a mistake and make a joke about it. You know, that's my more natural. That's what I would do in real life. And, you know, just keep going instead of saying, oh, let me do this over again. So I need to step that part of it up because I I'm just I'm getting used to it, you know, little by yeah. little. Absolutely. And you do. It's the more you do it, the, the easier it gets for sure. I, I, yeah, it's a process, but good and for I, you I, putting yourself out there. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you on that, that idea of not like being so private and then like totally throwing you out on, throwing yourself out on Facebook. And I mean, I can't relate personally, but I can totally empathize with you on that. That's a big step. Yeah. Um, personally, I love the idea of you messing up and making a joke about it. Like what's going to endear me more to you? Like you getting all the facts out there on video or you effing up and be like, having some Drew Zinger to, to bring it back. That's where we're gonna be like, I remember that guy, I like that guy. Uh, yeah, Amy. Uh, and one of the most, uh, one of our most highly rated or highly looked up videos mm. was Mark doing a video. And let me tell you, Mark screws up a lot. Um, <laughs> but at the end of the video, he couldn't figure out how to turn the Facebook Live off. So you see him like kind of looking over his glasses, kind of checking out. And he feels like, how do I turn this off? And he hands it to me, he turns it around and hands it to me. And I'm I like, I, rem uh, I remember that video before I, I even met you. Yes. <laughs> like, that's how famous that video is yeah, it, it, it was it's, it still is one of our highest highest rated ones so <laughs> people love that and they'll mm. they'll remember it as Lance did <laughs> and just remember it's not about you it's yeah. about getting people to experience floating and educating them on that you know like even your personal story is about like that's the overall mission and I think the more that you can let your own ego get out of the way and just get all that stuff out of the way. Like, what do I look like? And my nose has a crazy bend in it. Anytime I look at a photo of myself, I notice that. And it's like, nobody else cares. Like, no, literally, my wife doesn't care. Nobody cares like I care, or at all. So just remember, what am I actually doing this for? It's not to display my profile, which by all means is gorgeous, but the <laughs> overall aim is to get, is to educate people on the float, or, or if this Facebook video is to educate them on this particular float tank, what have you, but get them, getting them in and educated. And I think the more you can prioritize the value of that, the more just those things that come up in your mind just go away. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, not to get like preachy or anything, but just some, some thoughts I've had on that. Uh, and by the way, you've been very, um, busy with your with your videos do you do them consistently at a specific time uh, or does it vary so there's a feature on um facebook where you can set the times for stuff so i do try to do eight o'clock a 12 o'clock um another eight o'clock at night um you know certain times that you think people wake up in the morning check <laughs> You know, Facebook, what are people doing at night? Usually they'll check at least before they go to bed, maybe after work. Um, so I do try to keep it at certain times. Um, and 
you say I've been consistent. I feel like I haven't been consistent and I could be doing better at that. But yeah, trying to do a couple a day and keeping, I mean, I'm ready to go back to old articles that I've already posted because mm. just trying, maybe whoever's someone new looking at them and, um, mm. you know, there was floating can help for so many things. Right. What touches that person? Right, you know, right. is it the PTSD, anxiety? Do they have Lyme disease? You know, there's a lot of that up here. Are they an athlete? Mm-hmm. And, and I'm, you know, again, I'm still, it's kind of, I'm going after the crossfitters, jujitsu people, mm-hmm. um, hikers, a lot of rock climbing out here. Nice. Um, yeah, stuff like that. So um, trying to cover a vast array of benefits for the mm-hmm. different types of people that are out there. I love that you're you're talking about specific times. I mean, if there's one thing, I mean, even from this podcast that we've learned is consistency will bring, you know, viewers or listeners or what have you. And even if you're doing a Facebook Live once a week, but it's inconsistent with the day and the time, that's going to have way less kind of bang for your buck than if you always broadcast, you know, whatever time it is at that day of the week, every single time. You just you develop a following that way naturally. Um, so. Yeah, that, that's kind of why I was asking. I was, I was interested, like, are you already doing that or is it a little more scatterplot? But it sounds like some of what you're doing is definitely on a schedule, which is really cool to catch them. Yeah, and I had read somewhere that most people look, there were certain hours that most people look, you know. I don't know if it's true, but I read it on the internet, so. <laughs> Must be. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> nice. nice. I, I'm going to switch gears if that's all right. Unless, does anybody have any more marketing questions? We want to drill. Drew more on the. All right. Well, uh, what is your overall game plan? And you know, one thing we we really just went over that we should have talked about is you know how many float tanks are you offering? Are you offering other modalities? But then is the game plan, you switch over immediately to this full time? Are you planning on um, ever switching over full time? Are both business partners? What's what's the future look like for for you guys? So it's funny you should bring that up. Oh. And <laughs> I. Uh, I have to be careful with what I say in case my coworkers <laughs> hear this. But, okay. uh, you know, yeah, I've, I've always had the dream of being a business owner. And mm-hmm. I've had, you know, so many failed businesses, if you will. Um, I've bought so many websites and uh. I've, tri- I've had my hands in so many things that just didn't work out. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of that guy that always, always up to something, you know, like, ah, what's your new thing? So... Um, it's always been a dream of mine. I love my job. My job's a dream job. I love what I'm doing. Hmm. It's hard work. I deal with some really bad stuff and it's stuff that I can't get out of my mind, you know? So it's hard to, it's not something I see the people I work with who've been doing it for 10, 20 years and it's affected them. You can see it, you know? So I don't want to be like that. And I don't make that much money that, you know, I, I think I can make that much money, if not more, at the float center when everything's said and done. And I could also, you know, have, be my own boss and, you know, um, have a lot of flexibility. I see the, the lifestyle you live, Dylan, you've talked about Uh-oh. it, that you get Uh-oh. to spend time with your child and <laughs> your wife. And, um, you know, you've worked hard to get there, but you, you know, you've figured out what's important to you and mm-hmm. you're happy doing it. So um, with that said, yeah, I am currently, literally every time I meet somebody that I care about and ask their opinion and have a chance to talk to them, I say, 
what do you think? How do you know when the right time is to stop oh. doing something and go to full time? And um, how do you know if, if we stay working and then someone else is at the float center during the day, does that person become the face of the business that I've stressed out over bringing to life? Yeah. And what are they doing with it when I'm not around? And <laughs> I would, would that cause more stress, hmm. you know? Um, so I am definitely keeping an eye on the um, feedback that we're getting and the numbers of what we'll do. I'll pay a real close attention to that. And if I'm not, I won't hesitate to go over to the flow business full time. You know, I, that's something that I, I will not hesitate to do if the demand is there. And that's something that I think um, would benefit the, the flow business. So you're thinking right out of the gate, employees? Well, one of the things, I think it was you, Amy, who had said um, that you wish you had hired earlier yes. than when you did, right? Yes, so, absolutely. Um, definitely keeping an eye out for that. And yes, we would definitely look to hire employees. But at the same time, we are needing to learn the processes and how sure. are we going to make this happen? So we have to learn it and then teach it to somebody else. Mm -hmm. um, and really, floating soon so new out here. I'm kind of wondering if I'm going to be able to find somebody who knows enough about it, you know. <laughs> right. So hopefully, this is sparking people to become curious about it and learn about it on their own and educating themselves that there's a little bit of a base there that we can work with. And um, yeah, you know, it's it's a dream of mine. I'm we we're like we bought a building. We're building this out. I'd love to be there and I'm proud of it. I want to be the face of it. I want to, I'm so excited about floating. I can't wait to have conversations with people who have kind of been calling hogwash on me. When they actually get a chance to do it and they come out and their mind's blown, I, right. I, I dream of that moment. And I don't want to miss that. So um, mm -hmm. it's a tough question to answer about when to go over. But yeah, that's definitely a possibility. Um, you know, we are keeping a very close eye on that. And I think that's a fluid situation. Do, do you mind if we share some input on that? Yeah, please do. Absolutely. I'm, I'm really curious what Lance's thought is on that. Uh, as and, and Amy's as well, of course. But I'm really curious. What do you, Lance, what do you think about right out of the gate having employees there and then maybe just working uh, in the evenings after shifts, stuff like that? Or do you think right out of the gate full time? That's a stacked question. That's a huge question. There's so many variables to that. And I, I believe we've touched base on that in the show in the past. Um, I think there are benefits to you being on the floor, boots on the ground, interacting with your customers, being the face of the business. But letting you be the face of business be the first thing isn't... Uh, where am I trying to go with that? I, we, I, I got very, um, when, when, when we started, I was very, I won't need to be the face of the business. Matthew and myself, we need to be that face. And that's what we really want to. And we feel like we've built all this up. Now, three, three years down the road, I think I would have benefited a lot from having employees out the door, letting them sort of organically grow the business into um, what it would be. And us, like you said, Dylan, step in on the weekends and the evenings and sort of oversee and run things. Um, we Right out the door, we were go, 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 boots on the ground, and we didn't have an employee for 
I'd say it was almost a year we had sort of volunteers and friends helping out here and there, but um, I feel like uh, our start would have been a lot different if we uh, had people to help us out. But but still, you both there being full-time? Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say full-time. Um, it's a balance. Like I said, that's oh, such right, a stacked right. question where, you know, there's so many variables there. You, there's benefits to having employees right off the bat, but there's benefits to saving that income and putting it into marketing or putting it elsewhere. And, you know, like we could do a whole episode on, you know, what's start with employees or do it all yourself. Yeah. Yeah, Drew, you're bringing up a lot of stuff here. Really, you're really shaking things up here. <laughs> Salt water's getting all over the place. Amy, what are your thoughts? So, yeah, so... I, I am a big proponent of, of bringing it in sooner. Now, I mean, a lot of it has to do with how much budget do you have? What can you do? You have a full-time job. I'm not sure about your other investors, but or what, what part they're going to fulfill or how much they're going to be in the center. But it is tough when you, you're in a totally different situation. For Mark and I, it was just the two of us, and we didn't have other jobs. We, we, hadn't, we had nothing else to do, so why not be at the Blitz Center all the time? Um, but one of the advantages, the reason why I always say I wish we would have hired sooner is we were so entrenched in the business and we had just come out of this, it was a tough build out. We had you know those really big highs, those really big lows, and we were so entrenched in, entrenched in everything, we couldn't see the big picture. And when we started bringing an employee who looked at things, they looked at things very differently. And really our systems would have gotten off to a better start and we would have probably had a better handle on our systems with someone there seeing the big picture because we were just too we were just too close to everything and we we wanted to control everything and we wanted to we wanted to mold everything and we wanted to have that that say in everything and one thing i will say that you know one thing we say on this show frequently is be slow to hire fast to fire and I have to say, when we started hiring our employees and we got these really great employees, and I have to, right now I love every single one of our employees is very dear and special to me, and I have no worries about walking out and leaving them to be the face. I nice. am proud of them. Our, I hear it from our, our guests all the time how, how great they is and great they are, and they get to know each of the people, and they always kind of form that special bond with someone that they click with, and it's turned into this really beautiful it's really beautiful thing. So, um, so yeah, I mean, if you, I, I still, I would, I still think if you have the money and if you're able to, and if your entire life doesn't depend on bringing in pennies for yourself, cause you know, you do have a job. I, I think it's great to have someone, even if they're part, part time, what if they only work two shifts or 16 hours a week or something? It's so nice to have someone to help you build those systems and to see it with, mm. with fresh eyes. That's that's my opinion. I um, that's how we plan to do the second one. We'll have someone there at least part of the time to help us see things. But you you will be there. Yeah, Mark and I will be there. Um, shifts, I right, mean. right. But but we are bringing we are hiring someone from day one. We are at least cool. having someone in for sixteen hours a week just to help oversee things and see the systems and and see things in a different light um, than us who are so in the in the project so uh i'm a big fan of it but but i understand that that's not everyone's reality and, and everybody has to do what's yeah. best for them but but i do find it interesting you're in the same place we were before float nashville started um where we wanted to have that control and 
and it has lessened and it's even less in this new location. We, we see now what our employees, when we hire well, what our employees can bring to that location and how much yeah, they I think add that's, to it. That's pretty much what I was trying to uh, <laughs> get out into words is that same thing is, you know, it's lessened now. It's, yeah. it's not like it was, you know, before we started and, and when we were first going. And I think, uh, if I may interject, to think of someone like, uh, we had Gloria Morris on a few weeks ago who has Float 60. She has a full-time job. She's not at Float 60 all the time. Um, and look how well her, her, the face of her company has, has uh, been shown and how the public loves it and accepts it. And it's not just all about Gloria. It's about Float 60 and, and this feeling and this culture that is being portrayed to the public. And she's doing it in a very successful way, even though she's not the face of the company, even though she's not there, you yeah, know, all that, the time to, I mean, to control really, that. It's a really good example of somebody who that, that really contradicts with my thinking of how it, it should be done in quotation marks. But I and I, I'm curious how much her previous business experience allows her to be able to set up a brand that can launch yeah. and you know knows how to hire employees and all that without needing to be there boots on the ground because my personal philosophy is you have to be there basically every every minute that you're open practically with the first few months just to know how procedures work just to know how everything goes and to have those connections with those customers who are so excited to be there that an employee just a new employee just is not going to have that that connection with them that the owner has and that people are so forgiving of mistakes of the owners at the beginning. There's just this connection and you get to write all those processes that are going to be used for training employees. So, uh, yeah, Gloria is a great, in my mind, the outlier of how it should go again in my mind lance you're chuckling what's what are your thoughts? <laughs> well, you know, I've, I've had this conversation uh, recently, actually, um, if you were to bring someone on who may has a experience in a, a business um, that takes bookings or working with mm -hmm. customers, like mm -hmm. maybe you bring on someone as a manager and they've they've managed businesses for seven years. And someone like me who was a mechanic before, you know, I want to do everything. I want to create oh, these systems yeah. and procedures. But you bring in someone that has experience and they know what they're doing. That may actually be to your advantage where you bring someone in and they interact with those customers incredibly and they they're quick at hammering out procedures and processes and works with you know spreadsheets you know there's tons of people out there we always think that we're going to get this you know right off the bat maybe get someone who's doesn't have a good grip on things but we could also go to the other extreme and get someone that's amazing right that, through that the is door. that's an excellent point so, because and i I had no idea how to run a business. I thought I did, you know, like thought I, I thought <laughs> right. I knew it. I was like, yeah, you know, do this, do this. But then you're in the midst of things and you realize you don't know anything. Cause <laughs> right. so it's very much. Humbling. So I think there's a, there could be a great advantage to bringing someone um, in uh, off the start and using them as a teacher or a nice. guide while they're you know, one of your employees. If, if I can kind of fire back on that, it would be, with the boots on the ground, you get to really identify with who your customer base is, what they're attracted to, what they're digging, so that you can then um, uh, change your marketing and develop your marketing based on what's going on inside your center, that you'd kind of have to be relying on that person being, cool, they know how scheduling software works, they know how to interact with customers, but they also have to be great at communicating to you with what they are, and you have to, like, to me, I, I wouldn't be good enough at asking the questions. I, I would be almost more intuitive of the customer base that's coming in to really go, oh, you know, I created this, but this is what people are experiencing, and how do I build off of that? 
I would need to be, again, that, that boots on the ground. But I love this discussion. I love the back and forth and the, the pros and the cons. This is, it's more in depth than I, I kind of thought. Drew, okay. what are your thoughts? Yeah. Okay, so first off, I want to say um, it's funny that you brought Gloria up. I was texting with her today, and we just <laughs> nice. couldn't touch base, but where hmm. we started off emailing, and I asked her this question, and we will be hopefully talking tomorrow morning so I can get her input on it. I definitely am interested in what she has to say. Cool. Um, and two, one of the things that I had heard, and it makes sense, no one will ever care about the business as much as you. And that's where I think, you know, that's true. No one's going to care about it as much as me, especially at first. I think, I think we'll, because we'll be the first actual float center in New Hampshire, we'll get a lot of buzz. And so that's great. But I do want to be known as the person. I, hmm. I feel that's my, that's my strong suit is yes. dealing with people. I deal with people. Yes. And I think I can get them to come back. And I think I can get them to like me and think that, hey, that's a cool, relaxing, calming place to go. And Drew's always giving off positive energy. And I, I can control that, you know. But if I'm at work during the day and, you know, Joe Smith is there in the afternoon and he has a bad day, well, he cares a little bit less because it's not his business. And if I'm having a bad day, I know it's my business that will be affected <laughs> by that, you know. So I, it's, a, it's a balance that I think it's a tough question we, to answer, you know. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, we, we think, like, that you'll think, um, uh, I think some of our employees <laughs> care a lot yes. about our customers. Like, yes. they, will, well, they will chat and chat and chat and, <laughs> you know, they're leaving friends. So yeah. uh, I'd love to say that the business owner always, you know, they care about their business, you know, the most, but it's all the details. It's all the little things that an employee isn't going to see. Not to say that an employee isn't passionate about what they do or they're not going to. The more successful right. I think that that employee yeah. can help. I don't know how I'm trying to. It's, sorry, guys. It's been a while since I've been on a podcast. I can't get my <laughs> thoughts to words, I guess. But. No. You can have an extremely passionate employee that, that can, you know, fill your boots not exactly like you will, mm -hmm. but they can do a pretty good job. Pretty damn good job, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I think about any employee listening to this show, like I'd have complete confidence in all our employees repping and then some for the float shop, you know, that, that to my level and beyond, especially at this point where I, I'm so rusty. Uh, yeah, very interesting, very interesting. Interesting takes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just reflecting and I'm reflecting on like the crazy <laughs> mad documentation I was writing when we first opened. And like, I wonder where we would have ended up with our employees that we had, we, you know, had at the beginning. And I don't know, that's just really interesting. But uh, yeah, good discussion. Yeah. And, and I, I won't lie, I, like, I'm kind of winging this. So I, I don't really know what I'm doing. And <laughs> maybe it, maybe it is a good time to bring someone in and not know what we're doing together. You know, right. maybe that is a good good time to do it. Um, but yeah, it's it's a tough tough spot to be in to want to that control. And I definitely I think that nobody's doing anything good enough. You know, right. that's something mm -hmm. that I just I have to be better at because I can do it better than everyone else and I'll do it quicker and more efficiently 
and just let me do it. And that's why I ended up sick last week. You know, I'm just mm. constantly doing things and thinking about it and not sleeping and need to relinquish that control. And But right now, I definitely feel like I want the control and it would be hard to hand over to somebody. And I feel like you guys definitely have a, a comfort on where you're, you have some things going on that are... I don't know if it's all smooth, really, when it comes to the business, but you're comfortable with allowing your, you know, who your your um, customers are, who your um, employees are, who's strong at what. I've never done that before. I'm going to have to figure out. I'm learning that with my business partner, trying to, you know, work with his strengths. And we, everyone always focuses on trying to fix what's wrong with somebody instead of, you know, Gary V says, double down on what they're good at and yeah. work with the strengths and that's going to take time for me to do. And I'm definitely a little scared of doing that, going through the hiring process, training somebody. And, um, you know, you guys definitely seem to have some confidence in that, that I think I'm not there yet. And hopefully three to five years from now, I feel better about, about doing that. You know, the only thing I have to say about that is no, it's not all smooth and I learn all the time and it's constantly, I do have to constantly train my, uh, train myself and be like, okay, you know that nothing's going to fall apart if you if you give this up. It's going to be... I have to coach myself through these things. <laughs> um, but, you know, the more you do it, the easier it gets. Like, now we have a system for hiring. We know exactly... We, we've Trust me, we, we've fired some people. We've made some mistakes. But um, this now we have a list, and we know what we're looking for exactly, and how are we going to tell that that person possesses that quality. And, and it's a little bit easier, and it's not so intimidating. But I'll tell you what, the moment we find out we have to hire someone, it's like, oh, boy, here we go again. It's so nerve-wracking, and it's still that, oh, are we going to get the right person? Are they going to fit in? Is it going to be good? Yeah. Um, but it does get easier. Oh, my gosh, it gets easier. Um, but Yeah. I would agree. I would, I would agree that over time it gets easier. <sighs> At least the idea of kind of letting go, because I'm mm-hmm. a control freak as well, and nobody I, like Drew was. It was felt like it was tapped right into my brain. Five years ago, nobody could do it as well as me, and everything irritated me if it wasn't done just completely perfect. And I was an asshole because of it. You know, I was not a good manager because of it. And I, I'm not saying that you are with, or you will be either with your business partner or with your employees, but. Um, Everything graded me, and I wasn't shy about telling people about it. And as it turns out, that's not a great management technique <laughs> to just fire off about what people are doing wrong all the time. So that's been, I think I've grown leaps and bounds uh, from that, uh, hopefully. <laughs> Again, with the idea of my employees listening, hopefully they feel that way. But, uh, and, and I think they do. Uh, but gosh, again, these are just great, great topics and great, interesting mm. things to be discussing. You know, as a little bit of a callback, it makes me want to bring up the idea of metrics again. And like one thing that you'll have to factor is if I'm working a full time job and and I'm paying an employee, where do I zero out? Like what can I afford and what's the use of my time being there versus not being there? So if you're making 50K a year, I have no idea what you make a year. If you're making 50K a year and you're paying employees out 40K a year, is that 10 grand worth it? for you not to be in your business. So that would be another thing to, to weigh out. Numbers I mean, don't like- lie, right, Dylan? The numbers, that's, and that's part of it. You know, that's why I'm, I feel I, my job isn't, it's not that awesome that, you know, <laughs> like you said, 10 grand, yeah, $10,000, I'll do my own thing. I'll be my own mm-hmm. boss. I'll wear what I want to work. I'll, I'll <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll do that, <laughs> right. no problem. That's. I'll trade that off. So it's trying to figure out that number, figure out if there's a demand, you know, trying something, I'm trying something new in an area that 
I think is going to work out. I'm seeing some feedback, and is it enough to quit? I, w- I was hired one out of over 120 applicants on one job. So it's like I've, I feel very lucky to be where I'm at, and it's mm. not something I want to just give up because it would be very difficult to get back again. So I want to, dev- it's like full commitment. If I'm gone, you know, I'm, I'm doing my best to make the, the whole float thing happen. And I do, I, I don't want to sound like I'm doubting it. I 100% believe this is going to work. I believe there's so much buzz and as people do it, they'll tell everybody about it and the, it'll spread. This is a small area. It'll spread like a wildfire. And I think that'll carry us right through to the summer. You know, I think we'll, we'll do well. I know there'll be um, some different, some maybe different struggles going on in the summer, but I think we can, you know, now's the time to be open all the time, be there and um, get as many floaters in as possible and be available as much as possible to allow floaters to get in. And the more people that can do it right off the bat, I really think they'll come back and they'll tell people about it and they'll enjoy it. And um, I think I'll be able to make it affordable to people since we, um, you know, are owning the place. So hopefully it's, it all, hopefully it works for everybody. I want everybody to win in this, you know. Yes, we do. We all, these three hosts are definitely on the same page with you there. Absolutely. Uh, and, I, and I think nearly everyone in the industry is on the same page with you. Drew, thank you so much for being on the show with us. Uh, um, just so everybody knows, I called him Drew Jitsu at the beginning. His Facebook name is Drew Jitsu. And I think that has to do with some of his privacy uh, that he keeps in his life. And uh, But he is in the float community, so you'll see Drew Jitsu popping up in there. So now now you know Drew, or Drew Jitsu. So uh, be sure to say hi to him. And um, I'm, I'm excited for what you'll be, you're already bringing and what you'll continue to bring to the Float Collective. It's It's been fun. And uh, let's see here. Um, there's something else I wanted to add. Well, I do want to give a shout out to Floataway. This is the company that started in 1999 with their float tanks, Tranquility. They've got motorized doors. Somebody on uh, uh, Float Collective was actually asking about motors going out. Has that ever happened? Well, if you buy, I'm not sure how far back it goes, but Tranquility tanks now are made with two pump, uh, two pistons to open the lid. So if one ever was to go out, the other one is still going to work to open and close that lid. So you don't have to worry about that. If one dies out, you get it shift in, swap that out, and easy peasy, you're good to go. If somehow that was didn't didn't work, those lids are light and it's not an issue. So on our old float tank, that happened and it's not a not an issue. But uh, now, when with the newer models, it's not an issue whatsoever. So www.floataway.com is where you want to go to check out Floataway float tanks and find the one that's right for you. Uh, I also want to mention the Heroic Summer Float Campaign. Uh, The Heroic Summer Float Challenge uh, that we're doing with the Float Shop is actually available to everyone as well uh, on Art of the Float on the products page if anybody wants to use that. All the text, everything is editable, so you you don't need to only use this during the summertime. If your slower time is during the fall, you can use it then as well. And uh, there's also a tier for us to uh, edit the branding and your colors and all that stuff with you as well. So... Um, check that out if you want to, artofthefloat.com. <laughs> on, the, on the products page, I'm watching Drew take a selfie of us here. Uh, Drew, thank you again so much for joining us. I'm excited for you to be back on the show and and uh, take this, this snapshot in time of where you're at, where your head is at, all that, and then look back uh, on that and see where you're at and, and what you've learned and what worked right. And, and of course, not everything will and what lessons you've taken from that as well. Yeah, thank and you. Thank, thank oh. you very much for having me. And I do want to say... Really, I legitimately would not be here if it wasn't for the podcast. I stumbled upon it as I was learning about floating and 
just I'm interested in it. I was listening to it and literally you guys made me believe that I could do it. And hearing your struggles and hearing what you were going through and persevering and overcoming, it absolutely hands down. I would not be where I'm at had I not come across your podcast and now I have, you know, float friends all over the country and so many people willing to help and I thank you so much for that. I really give you guys a lot of credit and I, you don't have to be doing what you're doing, you know, and I am amazed every time when I really get new information, I think about it, it's like, you guys don't have to be doing this, you guys are doing <laughs> such awesome work, and I hope that I do that, I'm, I'm competitive, the, this open business model that we, we kind of share everything is mm. definitely different with my oh, mindset, and I hope that, um, that I don't, I hope I can also contribute the way you guys do. I think it's awesome, and I appreciate it very much, and I thank you guys. Beautiful. Thank you, Drew. Thank you. Amy, Drew, Lance, Brian behind the scenes, Amy for your show notes. Thank you guys so much for joining us tonight, and remember there's an infinite amount to find in the presence of nothing, so spend some time there. We'll see you next week. 